Alright, so Tan, uh, big reason why I even decided to come and vlog this experience, not only because I find it fascinating and I've been kind of seeing what you're doing on social media and yeah. just, you know, over the past year since like I've known you and we've been friends and stuff, I feel like I've seen you go leap and bounce just so with your company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought it was super impressive because as a photographer, I work with like a lot of different clothing brands and, you know, shirt brands and graphic tee brands, yeah. but I feel like yours really kind of is ahead of the pack. Like it, it really uh, stands out as like people who are really killing it and you have like a really strong following. Now, yeah. I don't get a lot of the subculture that you guys are involved in because it's yeah. like so different than my world, but yeah. um, do you like, would you mind like kind of explaining like... <clears throat> like the origins of Roots Gear and how it is just so like deeply connected and established and maybe like how you got to this point. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we were always community-based. Mm -hmm. So like we started with a really strong backing of supporters. Um, it, coming from the Sikh faith, um, originally we were creating apparel that was just specifically for the Sikh community. And that was because we started in like 2004 and that was post 9-11 wow. and there was like a shitload of just fear mongering happening. There's a lot of fear being sold within our Sikh community. People were like, hey, you need to be overly patriotic. Otherwise you'll get bullied yeah. or you'll get harassed or discriminated against or whatever. And our whole thing was just like, fuck that. Like we're just as American as anybody else. If you don't feel the need to constantly be wearing red, white, and blue, then I don't need to either. Yeah. For, for us, like the main belief was it's fucking un-American to be overly patriotic. Mm. Does that make sense? It, that does it's un-American to buy into this fear and, you know, like be crazy. Like, yes, I love America. You know, and like, so, so the whole, so it all started, was it, was like the literal response to like, changing the perception of like Sikh culture yeah and the, the no the the real uh, response to the environment was we're going to make something that is going to offset all this fear mongering mm. and is going to help people connect back to their roots and stay connected to who they are what they believe in where their origins are from where their roots are from that's why the name came out to be root scare basically and so coming from that, fast forwarding 10 years, always kind of having, being loyal to our supporters, um, really one of the main things, one of the reasons why we've continuously grown and the reason that and we've that's been- And that's a long time, a 10 year period, that's yeah. a long time for any business. Like, yeah. that, like some people start it and they think that it's gonna take off in a year or two years, but I mean, yeah. 10 years, I mean, yeah. you have to have a lot of like belief and just drive it to a point yeah. where it's like, we just had belief in like what we were doing was dope. Um, it wasn't making us any money for 10 years. We were, it was just something we were doing because we were passionate about mm -hmm. it. Uh, it was in 2014 when we were like, okay, we need to start making money out of this. Like, how do I make this my life? Yeah, how do I make this like full-time My full-time thing. Because I was doing accounting. I did accounting for like seven, eight years. I wow. just hated it. <laughs> so, so, hated it. so where was like that, that switch for you where you were like, like full force, I can do this. Was it like a certain sale that happened? Like what was it that kind of like flipped the switch and you said I can like go? It was actually an unfortunate event. Uh, <laughs> my brother had moved to New Jersey in 2011 to um, work on his business, Inkspill. They do custom printing, like printing for businesses, mm -hmm. promotional products, business products, things like that, whatever. And um, he had a partner that was an investor in his business. And that same guy was also a partner in Rootskier, so it was three of us. When they had a falling out, 
he fell out of roots gear as well. And so that's when, like, at the end of 2013, Sanmit and I were like, all right, like, now's our chance. Let's re-register the company. It's just me and you. We call the shots. We don't have to, like, you, go you around to taking votes. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we don't have to worry about, you know, oh, this person put in money, so we have to listen to them or anything like that. It was really just, you know, I felt 100% in control now. And then this was also the time that we found Shopify. Like Shopify, honest to God, was like a savior. I believe in Shopify so much. So like I'm, much. I'm a photographer and I have my portfolio on Shopify rather Dude. than Squarespace because I'm like thinking if I ever need to sell something. Like, yes, that's a smart freaking move. That's a very smart move. Because Squarespace just is not as robust. It's just not but as... So, so in like... I'm sure someone else who is, you know, doing some sort of similar company, whether it's, yeah. you know, a different niche or something, something that you would might give them advice on or whatever it is would be like, have creative control. Like you don't yeah. want to listen to it because yeah. if, like, if that's what really propels you to the next level is not having to listen to someone else, so you yeah. can completely focus on going forward. Yeah, that, that combined with just having a vision, a mm -hmm. strong vision and the drive to really accomplish that vision. I see a lot of South Asian inspired brands come up every day, like literally now, all these kids are growing up, creating a clothing brand is so easy. You, it is so easy. You sign up for Shopify, you connect it to Printful, you don't have to... That's, have literally, to that's literally the hustle. That's literally the hustle the Shopify, yeah. the Printful dropshipping. You watch two YouTube videos on dropshipping and you're like, that's it, I'm a fucking millionaire now. But, like, this, is, but this isn't dropshipping. I mean, everything not, yeah. is made here for the most part besides like I'm sure the collabs and maybe the more... There, yeah, things, right? there's a few things that I do dropship or whatever, but... Of course, yeah, you got Other than that, we use the Smart. traditional model. We stock, you know, in-house because there's larger profit margins in stocking and selling basically inventory um but yeah they but they just don't have the drive they don't want it bad enough they don't need it i need it like if i don't sell Wait, clothes, like, like like just so people can get a reference like how much drive and like dedication because entrepreneurship gets very lonely and depressing at times it sucks yeah like like what do you what's your what's your take on that like it, i know it's a lot i mean to, to go from like your house to yeah. a warehouse like this takes yeah. an enormous amount of confidence yeah. you know whether it's like you feel like you're gonna grow into it or yeah. it's like we've we're, we're popping so much that we need to go into some place it's all calculated too for example we restarted roots care in 2014 mm -hmm. and for two years I didn't take any big risks. I didn't I didn't go get a big warehouse. I didn't like, you know, go do anything crazy. I didn't leave my job. You weren't taking vacations either. I was everything taking, was I was working going. nine to five my full time job and then five to nine in weekends I was working on Roots Gear. I worked enough so that there would be a salary for me when I left my job. Mm. That's calculated, you know, like drive is good, but you gotta make good thoughtful business decisions yeah, too. Yeah, you also have to be practical. Yeah, you have to be very practical. Like, you know, you can't just move into a 2,000 square foot warehouse and, and not like, be able to afford the rent. Yeah, and think business is going to pick up just because you have a warehouse. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. So, like, we knew that we were coming from a 1,000 square foot warehouse already. So, we had outgrown it. We were like, okay, wow. now we need to know, we need to move into a bigger space. One of the reasons we got the bigger space is because what you mentioned, like, entrepreneurship gets fucking lonely. So, yeah. being an entrepreneur, it gets depressing, it gets lonely, you it's suffer hard. through, yeah, I suffered through depression too, I mean, it's something that we all openly talk about now, but um, the reason for this space is because I need creative energy around me, like mm -hmm. you, like, 
I need creatives around me because when you have creatives around you, you're sort of creative energy keeps it, yeah it's keeps like being, it bounces in yeah. between and it just magnifies it like magnifies, and i feel you it's yeah. like sh- sure there's those times those nights where it's literally just you and yeah. you're working on some stuff that no one else wants to do yeah. or not even anyone else could do yeah but then it's like there's also the the balance of you're here and everyone's probably here all your friends yeah. all your employees and it's like it's like this is this is what i wanted right like, that's it that was exactly the point is like we want we want it big enough so that if somebody wants to come study or do homework or they want to come work on a project or they want to make videos or they want to do photography videography whatever whatever they want to do as long as they're creative people or whatever you're open like they could just come in hang out we're here from like 12 to 12 so you know come in and chill it's kind of like a mini we work yeah this is saturday there's no days off yeah exactly (laughs) well that's cool i mean like i think that was super dope to hear i wanted to know that personally too yeah that was really sweet to hear and you know I'm super appreciative because a year ago when we first did our did a lookbook, yeah. I was kind of just starting in my career. Yeah. And since then, I was able to get to go full time. And you gave me yeah. a lot of like really good advice at that time yeah. about you know being practical, but you know keep working hard at the nine to five. And I yeah. did that. And so yeah, like I'm full time now, but I'll never forget some of those conversations. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciated those conversations too because I had just. I had just finished doing that. You know, 2016 was when I left my full-time job. Yeah, I remember you were saying that. You just went. Yeah. 2016 was a crazy year. I just left and I was like... And ever since then, like, 2016 to 17, 17 to 18, we've grown almost 40, 50% each year. Year over year, 50, 40, 50%. Yeah. So what do you think contributes to that? I'm going to wrap it up here, just a couple of things. What do you think contributes to, like, healthy growth of a modern-day clothing company? It depends on what model you're using. So if okay. you're using the dropship model, for example, this is these are secrets you're about to learn about the <laughs> drops of knowledge bombs. So if you're doing a dropship business, your best way to keep growing exponentially is you have to spend money to make money. As long as your products are dope, it's a numbers game. Put in the fucking money into Facebook and Instagram ads. Just marketing. Keep, that just is something keep that pumping is it in. You can't, you can't just build it and they will come. It's build it and you have to tell them about it. Exactly. Like people always confuse that, that yeah. you need to market. And Facebook and Instagram ads, yeah. I think, are just as good. And so what else Any, anybody say? that Anybody that thinks Facebook is not relevant anymore is, is lying to themselves. Yeah, you're it's not stupid. in it. You're yeah. not in the trenches doing it. It works. It <laughs> 100% works. Facebook and Instagram ads. So if you don't have inventory and you're like, oh, I got away with investing zero money into this business it's a dropship business and it's actually working you actually need money now to invest into the ads that's mm. where your money should be going that's the whole model people miss that whole aspect of it they're they figure they, out that oh i can start a brand without investing any money but they forget that the investment they forget is the most ads. important part because it's it's not just an instagram post or your hashtag game yeah. like that's good and you should be doing that but yeah. that's not going to grow you into a warehouse that's not going to get you out of your mom's not, house like yeah. that is just you know a small aspect yeah the posts are shit like organic posts don't get you much reach um so either you work with influencers i, I think it's a mix you got to work with influencers send out a bunch of free it's, shit it's smart marketing yeah. and then basically just dump money into ads if you're if you're like us working in the traditional model what's been working lately is basically the supreme model so now we drop small collections we drop a lot more of them throughout the year but we drop them in limited quantities um, and as soon as they um, run out, we get rid of it. We never bring it but back. But do you work hard through the ads to build hype for that? 
No, we don't have to. You don't even yeah, have to. We, we haven't been spending much on ads. Like, our, our stuff has been growing because... You've gotten to a point where, like, it's, it's like its own machine at this point. Right. I mean, we do spend a lot of money on ads in fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. That's when we spend majority of our money. Um, so, yeah, that's... That's the mo those are the two models for growth. Dude, really. those are some serious knowledge drops. Yeah. I hope you're taking notes. Yeah, those are two really big uh, uh, models that you need to know. So if you're drop shipping ads, if you're doing the traditional stock inventory model, mm -hmm. really don't drown yourselves in inventory. Like some people take this risk where they're like, so I'm gonna go to China, but they're gonna make me print make a hundred so, so you're saying, pieces. You're saying it's better to have the sales and then figure it out rather than have everything and then try to make the sales. Right, exactly. And so yeah. just to wrap it up, what's coming up for Bruce Gear that you can talk about? Um, which people we looking forward to. Yeah. I know we saw some of the pieces, but just I'll show you a lot more. There's a ton of new <laughs> stuff. You guys might not see that. <laughs> the uh, the biggest thing, the change that's happening this year is we are officially gonna start marketing ourselves as the dopest marketplace for South Asian inspired streetwear. We've been talking about that. Yeah. I remember that. So that basically means that we're not just carrying, we already do this, but we're not just carrying our own brand, our own products, we're carrying uh, other dope brands, mm. other really cool artists, like whether they're music artists or they're um, Any, anyone and, who and wants graphic artists or designers or yeah. painters, whatever they are. We're working with a lot of them because, like I said, not everyone has the capital or the resources to create or the merch or, yeah, the or the reach. Yeah. So like we're we like I said, we came from roots being in our community, and that's exactly what we're trying to take forward. Is we want to build a network of artists, musicians, celebrities, YouTubers, whatever. Everybody that wants to sell really cool South Asian inspired streetwear. It should be at Roots Gear, right? Thank you. And that's the goal. That's so that's the that's the main thing that's happening this year. That's so you're sick, gonna man. see a lot of that. I look forward to that. There's a lot of partnerships coming. Uh, we just partnered with. We're doing merch for a R&B duo that just um, released three tracks on Wiz Khalifa's new album that came out yesterday. Whoa. Yeah, they're they're called the Moonlight. I'll put the. Yeah, I'll drop that good information. Right. The moonlight. <laughs> the moonlight. Yeah, so these got two kids, identical twins, uh, Indian twins, identical Dude, from the sick. Bay Area. Crazy, amazing talent. Cool, and so we cool. just we just launched their merch as well. So, Sweet. Well, yeah. dude, that was seriously blew my mind, and I'm yeah. sure people out there probably blew their minds. So, dude, yeah. thank you. Yes. I'm gonna get some dope b roll for this video. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna actually talk business. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, man. Woo. Hey, Matab. <laughs> Sorry.